to the AFI podcast. This is season three, episode four. Are You're you sure? To, I'm hundred percent. I made sure to right. check that. We're on. We're on the ball now, Chuck. It's in his notes. I got it in my season notes. Season three, episode four. I'm not fucking that up anymore. <laughs> Jerry messes it up. He does. So, good afternoon. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Fire and Iron Media Studios, home of Chicago's Bravest Stories. They so gracefully host us every time to put out the podcast. And as you may know, Luke Allison here with President Sullivan, and today we are missing one Jerry Marzullo, um, but our guest requested that he did not be here. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Is his absence excused? or? Yeah, he's actually a firefighter today. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I don't know how often that happens, but he is at the firehouse. Battalion chief. Is he a battalion chief? Battalion chief. Weird he can't get days off. I'm not sure about that. Being an attorney, you think you'd negotiate a better contract. Everyone's firefighters are now in the uh, in their bargaining unit. Yes. How many we got now? We've talked about that before. Twelve or thirteen, I think. So we we're just talking about it the other day. Yeah. Yeah, that's been hugely successful. Um, just a couple quick things before we get into introducing our guests here. Um, we it is official now. It was in the IFF Quarterly Magazine. We are the oh. second best podcast in the United States. Uh, this year we lost to Cal Fire. Last year was the California Professional Firefighters. So Correct. Hopefully next year there's not any other California organizations that get in front of us. Didn't somebody send you a... Uh... Yeah, I got some fan mail here. I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I got this right, too. Um, so we're back-to-back second place. Back-to-back second place. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know out of how many. But if you're not first, you're last. Out of three or? Uh, might have been two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got some fan mail. We get that every once in a while, and I think it's nice to hear from our listeners. So if you you do have comments, suggestions, criticisms, I guess, uh, hit us up. And you we might even talk about your comments on the air. Uh, but this fan, uh, Josh Hill from Cicero Local 717, he uh, – Gave us a congratulations for the second place, and I told him we can't seem to beat California, but uh, he reminded me that it's Cal Fire, the fucking tree firefighters. We are the number one structural firefighters podcast. So there's that. So there's that. So we're really not second place. Yeah. What do you think, Jay? I don't know. I think it's still second place. <laughs> Maybe this episode will get us into first place, Jay. Yeah, don't hold your breath, bro. <laughs> so I, I appreciate Josh uh, giving us a little credit here uh, where it's due. But um, we we sent, uh, try to showcase different AFFI, uh, like the facets of the AFFI uh, in each of the episodes and everything that the AFFI has to offer their membership. And uh, we talked about this, and we wanted to get the AFFI Honor Guard on for an episode. And they do a lot of great work for our memberships, uh, for their families. And uh, we're honored to have Jay Coburn, the state commander here, and John Marino, uh, the Northern Deputy State Commander. Mm-hmm. So we got to shorten that up. <laughs> you wrote it in your notes. How could I, you mess it I up? I did. I did. But um, if you would be so kind, 
Jay, you want to introduce yourself to our listeners so they know a little more about yeah. you? I'm good. You just did it. Now, uh, <laughs> my name is Jay Coburn. I'm a uh, full-time uh, battalion chief in Madison, or Madison, Illinois. Depends on how you want to say it. Uh, been in the Guard 20-plus years. I've been the, honored to be the state commander for the last four Keep going. I was done. You can go now. Totally getting off the rails here. I thought you were a little quiet, Jay, there, so I want to make sure everybody hears you. Yeah. I have a, I have that issue a lot. So four, <laughs> four years as a state commander now? Yeah, about that. How long have you been in the Honor Guard for? Uh, a little over 20 years. I inducted in 02. 2002. And when did the Honor Guard start? Oh, what is this, the knockdown drill? Yes. Uh, it was <laughs> hey, you got it. You, leadership, man. You got to step up and, and That's why I pulled up the, the website so I could get the answers to these questions. Uh, January 30th, 1993. Awesome. Awesome. And our other guest, John? John Marino um, from Bolingbrook, Local 3005. I'm a lieutenant. Um, been in the honor guard since 2001. I inducted in Peoria. Um that's pretty much it. I mean, I've been, I was just um, made the Northern Deputy State Commander this past uh, convention. Before that, I was the 4th District Commander uh, for four to five years, I believe. Um, before that, a drill captain, and, you know, so on all the way down to being a low life. <laughs> I started, so. So you started in the guard before Jay did here. Yes. How come you're not the state mm. commander? Because mm. like fire service is like seniority based. I'm yeah. just curious yeah. how this works. It's also hobnobbing based too. So I don't, <laughs> Polit- I, don't, Politics. I don't hobnob as well as Jay does. Mm. <laughs> not anymore. Now we have requirements. Yes. But I moved up early. Oh, you were a political appointee. Um, <laughs> not to this. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I spent more time in the bar than John did back in the early days. Now. Yeah. Now there's structure and requirements. So. Gotcha, gotcha. So, just the honor guard. What's the, the overall structure? We got obviously we got the state commander, the northern deputy state commander. Obviously, there's a few more people that help run the honor guard. Who would they be? So there's a, a deputy state commander in the north, it's John, and a deputy state in the south, which is Kurt Moffat from Springfield, and then we have seven geographical districts across the state um, from south to north. Um, Steve Perry, Tina German Roberts, Matt Hill, um, CJ Coburn, your son, (laughs) uh, Jeff Boetto uh, is up here. Um, Jeff is stepping down and Leon Lake from Gurney will be taking his place. Um, Eric Bentley and Keith Fritz. So, um, the deputies, or I'm sorry, the district commanders across the state, and then our pipes and drums is a district itself, but they're statewide, so they're the eighth district. And Andy Winkler is the commander of that district. So the eighth district's kind of like at large officers in the AFFI, it's just statewide. Way, way better. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Andy that. And then all those all those commanders, they do have assistance, right? First shirts. That yeah, are- each each district has a first shirt. Uh, to assist them, and then there are you know a number of drill captains within each district to help uh, help do the training and help spread the load too. So pretty big organization overall. How many members we got in it now? You know, last 
last I heard from Sue, I want to say it was 611, but don't hold me to it. I mean, there may have been people who have come or gone since then, but yeah, just over 600. And correct me if I'm wrong, I've heard this before. It's the largest non-military honor guard in the nation. That's what I've been told as well. We're sticking with that. We're sticking with that. Yeah. Until yeah. California. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. That's what Cal is gonna we're number one, right? Yeah. We're just right. going with that one. I don't just, care what anybody else says. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know that I've heard uh, in the history of the honor guard, we've inducted over, what was it, 1,200? Oh, I. Where guys have come in mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they've stayed a while and left or whatever. I believe we're at 600 active today, but overall, over, I think it's around 1,200. Yeah, we've been inducted. That's pretty amazing. Yes. I mean, 15,000 sure. some members, and we have had over 1,000 in the honor guard. That's, yeah. that, there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's, what's like the overall mission for the honor guard? Uh, do you want me to pull it up on the website and read you're it word supposed for to, word? You're just supposed yeah. to now, like lay this out. Yeah, there there's, there's two parts to the mission, if I can paraphrase. One is that uh, we provide, as a line of duty, death benefit um, a service to go in and help a local if they have a member who dies in the line of duty to give them dignified services. Uh, and then the other part of the mission is to represent the AFFI, the locals within it, and the fire service as a whole in a, in a proper fashion to the rest of the world. So. so that would be like showing up to different events parades, conferences, yeah, the yeah, second part of it. Yeah. I, funerals. I, I, yeah. Um, I, one of the things that sticks out right away is every other year we do the post colors at the AFL-CIO convention. You know I mean? That doesn't necessarily give our members any benefit other than us getting out there and being seen and everybody realizing that, you know, the AFFI is a pretty, pretty strong association. So <clears throat> at our, at your last convention, which was in, hosted by Bartlett. Yes. But it was in Lombard. Agree. Um, Dave Foreman was there and, and spoke for, uh, for a few minutes and either one of you, can you kind of describe like how the AFFI number one, um, was organized or began and then how it's kind of evolved a little bit, if that makes any sense, like sure. how did, how did this come to be? Yeah, Jay Bishop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jay Bishop from Springfield local 37 had an idea um, that, you know, if you sit in his, when he talks to the new inductees, it's a pretty powerful story of, uh, coming back from his brother's funeral and there not being people there because it was during, uh, the riots out in LA when his brother died and he came back and felt like no brother should ever be buried alone. So, uh, he went to Dave Foreman, who was the president at the time and talked about it and, um, you know, what a crazy idea. Uh, so that's how it started in 93 with 69 people at the armory. Uh, we actually showed a video, a part of that, that at, at cool. the convention, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Jay didn't like it because he looked a lot better than it is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk about the way things progress. You sure, know. Um, right. But, yeah, so it started there and, and spread. And, you know, we've we've had the convention every year except for the one COVID year, mm-hmm. uh, and we've inducted people at that convention every year since since '93. Yeah, '93 didn't seem like it had a lot of a lot of fanfare. You know, it was very because it was the first one. Sure. And 
we've moved and progressed all the way up to what we have now, where it's this formal dinner with family, you know, the executive board is there, and mm -hmm. it's more of a, a formal event. Yeah, it was a one-day deal back then. Yeah. You know, they came in and they all said, yeah, we'll do this, and they went through, you know, how do we turn left, how do we turn right, and, right. Uh, and it's just evolved into, you know, from... Uh, Friday opening ceremonies at one till Sunday closing ceremonies usually at nine a.m. or so. Uh, it's it's turned into a pretty big event. You guys know. <laughs> yeah. How um, both you got in around twentyish years ago, right? Yeah, John was before me though. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm yeah. glad you got that down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fire service, you got it. Let that's that yeah. means something. Se seniority counts. It means something. So. How big do you think it was about that time then? You know, going from 93 till about then, size-wise? So you said there were 69 in 1993. Yeah, 69 uh, original members in 93. So, well, you know. Damn um, near tenfold. Yeah. So Bolingbrook, they, we hosted it in 1999. Okay. We could not host it today. It's gotten that big. And I worked it. And when I saw that, I'm like, I got to be a part of this. I got hired in Bolingbrook in 98. So, um, God, you're old. I know, right? That's why he's been in the guard longer than <laughs> me. I'm older than him. Um, but yeah, we, there's no way we could hold it today. We'd have to hold it outside of Bolingbrook, even though we have plenty of hotels. We just don't have the facility to do it. Um, that's how kind of how big it's gotten. Yeah, well, our, yeah, we found that as a big problem in the last couple of years trying to find a, facilities. Yeah, our our largest that that I remember, and I don't know that they're keeping records of this. I'm sure Sue's got it. She's got everything trapped in the vault, right? Mm -hmm. But um, the the year before COVID in Naperville, we sat over 900 people for dinner, and there just aren't a lot of venues that can seat that many people. Yeah, right. And that I think that that's a testament to the family that it's become. Because if we've got 600 members, and you know a certain number of them aren't there. But you're still seating 900 people. It's because families are involved now too, which right. I think is a good thing. Oh, for sure. Know. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. That weekend, that's what um, I'm here for, John. Yes. <laughs> Didn't Milwaukee have a line of duty death? We sent guys up there during our convention, correct? Yeah, we we Milwaukee had a line of duty death, and the services were that weekend. So we took a certain number of our members and said, "You go to Milwaukee and." you know, help them out and be there for them. And we'll count that as your training. So, yeah, that's kind of part of us going a little bit outside of what we do to help promote the FFI, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So you'll travel around the country mm -hmm. depending on what's yeah. going on and like how big of a line of duty death it is or whatever. You know, it's, it's more, we've got something set up so that we're kind of like what you guys do within the eighth district of the AFFI. We've got a program where we'll send people to anybody that's, in the AFFI uh, 8th District or touching Illinois. Um, we haven't done that for a while with COVID and, and with everything, but we do send people. I went um, in President Sullivan's place to Baltimore when they had the yeah, triple line of duty. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we've been from coast to coast. Our members have been at, at stuff either directly sent by the AFFI or just out there representing the AFFI Honor Guard. Uh, our, our members take it on themselves sometimes, too, to travel coast to coast to be involved in these line of duties. Yeah, and that's great to see just with the recent uh, two line of duty deaths in Chicago, Local 2 there. Obviously, there's people from around the country there. You know, aside from Local 2, the Honor Guard, you know, 
firefighters from across our state. Mm-hmm. I mean, from across the country were there. I thought there was some maybe even from out of the country that came too. Uh, um, there was Toronto. Toronto, yeah. yeah. So I um, I think that's, especially the family, it's it's good I, for the family to see that. Yeah, yes. I talked to people from Florida to Seattle at mm-hmm. those Chicago line of duties. So, yeah, right. I mean. Right. I was, at, I was in New York after 9-11. I've been to Boston twice. Uh, some of our other members were out in Arizona, um, Prescott mm-hmm. guys, um, North Car- or South Carolina for the uh, Charleston. So yeah, we've been we've been all over. Again, it wasn't like, uh, hey, you guys were ordered to go. It was we're going to go, and they wore their augulets and they had their rockers and their pins on, and they went and represented Illinois, the FFI. You know. Do you guys know if other states have established honor guards like we do? I know that there are other Milwaukee. state honor guards out there. Um, yeah, Wisconsin's got a professional firefighters, Wisconsin, or whichever way they say it, they've got a guard. And um, I, I know that there are other ones across the country, but, um, and, and there are a lot of cities that are very involved too. Like Mesa is very, they've got a big guard and, you know, you always see them out in, uh, in Colorado Springs and Cal Fire and yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs> So we talked about in 1993, there were 69 uh, members that were interested in becoming part of the brand new AFFI Honor Guard. And we talked about it evolving. So what what are the steps to get inducted into the AFFI Honor Guard? And then once you're inducted, are there minimum requirements for you to maintain membership? Is there a cost involved? Anything like that? Yes. This is a podcast. You're not you're supposed, yeah. to, be, you're supposed yeah. to be educating people. Today. Yeah, you're like a billboard. You're not going to the website no either. Softball questions here for you. Yeah. yeah. So what you want to do is log on to the website, and it tells you what to do. Now, um, yeah. So so you can only get inducted at the uh, convention, the annual convention, and to get in, you've got to be a member in good standing of the AFFI, and you have to have the support of your local to do it. And when you're a new inductee, you have to show up Friday night for the, actually you gotta, you gotta start at the opening ceremonies. You have to be in place for the opening ceremonies Friday afternoon. You go to the history and organizational training Friday night. You have to sit in new inductees training Saturday. And then you walk and are inducted Saturday night at the induction ceremony and, and dinner. Um, and then to stay active, retirees don't have a minimum number of trainings they need to meet because, I mean, we've, we've still got members, like we've got a member from our local who lives in Kentucky, okay. um, but he's still an active member of the Guard. So, um, and there are a lot of people like that across the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but if you are still an active firefighter, you've got to do three trainings in our training year, which is November 1st to October 31st. Convention counts as one, so then you need to make two other trainings at some point during the year. Got it. Um, The members pay $25 a year to be uh, a part of the Guard. If you can't go to convention, that's all you're paying. If you're going to convention, then, you know, convention costs, whatever they are that year. And 
that's up to each individual local. I know my local pays our guys registration. There have been years though, after, you know, costly arbitrations where we were in the hole, we paid right. our own way, right. you know? So I think that that's probably dependent on each local. Some locals pay the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Ours, ours will pay our registration, but mm -hmm. you have to attend drill or classes. You can't just go and sure. You know, hang out. Ours, yeah. ours is the same way. Yeah. They want to make sure that you're going to their, your trainings and we've never had a problem with that. A lot of what Jay is talking about. Seriously, a firefighter that would go to a convention and not participate in it? I, I've never heard that of That doesn't happen. Uh, no. I was going to ask <laughs> how many don't make it through the initial training. Is there like a failure rate or has that ever really happened? No, you know what? Pretty much pretty much the only reason you don't make it through is if you don't show, show up. Exactly. You know, yeah. or, um, you know, you, you don't stay the whole time. You know, I, I can tell you at this last convention – and in 30 years, we had never had to have a, a line of duty service across the weekend of convention. And this year we had two because we had Itasca and Skokie both die the week before. Um, there was a Skokie guy who the Skokie visitation was Friday night. And they said, well, what do we do? And I said, he should be there with your local and induct next year because our rules say you have to be at that stuff. And he said, no, I want to do this now. And he stayed. And then he went to their visitation late. But pretty much the reason you don't get through is because you didn't go. If, if you, you know, slipped in Saturday sure. morning or, right. or whatever, or you had something else going on and, and you left, right. you know, that's the only reason you don't. Otherwise, I mean, we're hard on them and trying to get them to, you know, to do this stuff. But we're firemen. You right. know, I mean, it's not boot camp. Sure. Uh, we're based on the military drill, but um, if you show up, we'll get you there. And if you need more work, that's where your your district drills come in and we get people to that point. So. Yeah, so I, I was going to ask that next. So let's just say that you're a Charleston firefighter and you hear this podcast and um, for some reason, either maybe you're prior military or uh, you just want to provide, you just want to do extra um, you would then you could contact your district commander. You bet. And then show up in January at the convention. And let's just say, obviously, military is not a requirement. It correct? is not. No. Um, this guy just shows up. No, we'll, we'll even goes, take civilians like through, these two. Right. <laughs> goes through convention and then he's inducted. And then um, to meet the three training requirements, the only reason I know this is because it's actually on my calendar as well. I mean, it seems like there's a training at least somewhere once a week for the honor guard. Yeah, is, is there a tr there's a training commander in each training? What do you call him? Actually, you know what? Uh, thanks for bringing that yeah. up because I, I left uh, Matt Wizerowski out of the, the completely when you asked. Uh, I, I went through the district. Oh, so much for the web page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was looking at it, but I didn't have my glasses on because they won't fit with the earphones. <laughs> right. um, so we have a, a training commander and then uh, a first shirt of training who helps him. But really within the districts, each district commander is responsible for okay. having a minimum of six trainings per year. Um, and you can have more, right? you know, and that's why you end up having them across the, right. uh, across the calendar. I mean, because right. of our schedules. Right. Yeah. Well, and the thing yeah. is, just because you're in the fourth district doesn't mean that's the only training you can go to. You know, I mean, we're, we're lucky. 
I don't know if it's good or bad to be up here in this. I mean, it was bad driving up here today to be in such a, a congested area. But, uh, you know, we're so close to each other that it's easy for a District 4 person to go to a 5 or a That's 6 right. or a 7. That training. is allowed. Like, that is allowed. Absolutely. A firefighter honor guard member could go down to Kankakee yeah, or yeah. Carbondale and, for and that And encouraged, yes. you know, yes. to travel around and right. see. And it's harder for the, the locals in the South that have so far to go. Right. You know, District 1 and... I don't know if two, but like one literally goes Missouri to, I mean, border to border. Yeah, it might be two mm. or three hours to go to a drill yeah. down there. Yeah, sure. and, and up here it only is if it's raining, right? <laughs> right. And you're yeah. on 55. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, one of the exceptions is um, you can't go to an 8th district drill. So if you're okay. not in the 8th district, right. it, you, you can't go to their drill and get credit. Um, the only other thing I would add is, if you're listening to this and you want to be a member, I would go to my uh, local president mm -hmm. first. Make sure he's okay with it. They're okay with it. He or she right. is okay with that because you're eventually going to need a letter from that person anyway. Correct. So, yeah, it's not like point. we've ever had anybody participating and their president didn't know. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. But right, you might right. want to start start there telling you're interested. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, Absolutely. then contact that just as long as they're okay with it. Then contact that district commander. And I mean, I think this is a good time to say it. You keep saying go to the website. If you go to to the AFFI's website uh, under the About Us, there's an Honor Guard link, and that'll take you. And if you look at like uh, I believe it's the district's page, the district's link will take you and show you exactly who the people in your area are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's that's a good place to start too. Yeah, even within your own local, because a lot of locals. There's maybe a handful of guys or 20 guys that are in honor guard. And mm -hmm. you could even start there and just say, hey, right. guys, absolutely, mm -hmm. how do I get involved with this? And mm -hmm. they can yeah. kind of show you the way, and, you know, prior to getting into inducted and all that. Well, sure. and starting with the local, obviously, I mean, everything comes down to local autonomy, right? That's why we're the way we are. Um, but you got to start there because maybe your local has requirements that the AFFI doesn't. You know, I mean, you said, sure. you know, you just show up at convention in January. Well, in, in my local, you need to let the the guard know that you're interested. And then you've got to attend three trainings before, before you're allowed that. to get inducted. So, yeah, definitely. And there are a lot of locals that aren't involved. I mean, we keep working to get every local across the state involved. But there are a lot of locals that have people in the guard or have had people in the right. past. So. What would you, we got 227 locals right now. What would you venture to say? I mean, I, that it's hard to know, but maybe guess what you think, ballpark it. I, I wouldn't know. Man, I, I know when I was the district commander of four, I went through to see how many locals weren't involved because that's one of the things you're supposed to do as a district commander is try to get all the locals participating. So if they're listening right now, they better be doing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I think they are because we, I, I think that every year we get more locals that it's their first year than we get new locals in the state. So I, I think that they are doing their job and I, you know, don't like that you're trying to put me under the thumb to say that they're not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, we, we, we got our thumb on our district vice presidents. They got to organize yeah. locals. So yeah. right. Same, right. same, same thing's going on too. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I, 
mean, I gotta believe we've got over eighty percent involvement. Just guessing without like looking it. at the yeah. without looking at the stats. Again, I think if we talk to Sue Smith, she could tell sure us she's probably already got that information. That's true. And we have had some locals that are in it are no longer that they no longer have members. Uh, I don't want to bring up any names, right. but <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I got yeah. inducted, there were mm. certain locals that I was very familiar with, and they're no longer right. No longer in. Ebbs and flows like anything, right? You yes. bet. Yep. You yep. bet. But I think, I mean, overall, and just what we've been talking about, about getting involved and all that, it's it's pretty reasonable, though, to be involved, you know, with the trainings. Like, it's not something that's, you know, not achievable or doable. Oh, it's I think it's, it's achievable. It's made, I think Chuck kind of said it earlier, with our schedules and everything like that, if you want to be a part of it, There's it's definitely no, doable. Yep. Yeah. I think the hardest thing is um, – the activations, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you don't know when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can, like you said, you look at the calendar and there's, you know, trainings almost every day. But mm-hmm. when we get uh, activated for a line of duty, you may have two days notice. Right. You know, and that's where it, it's hard. But that's where it's good to have 600 people mm-hmm. because then we always have a respectable turnout. You right. know, because there's you know, nobody's going to make everyone. Of course. Right? You, Theoretically speaking, a third are on duty. True. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. you got unless you got more. a good contract and you have more time off. Right. Right. Comp time. Not so like Jerry Marzullo, who couldn't be here today. <laughs> who couldn't be? Yes. <laughs> so that's a good segue, Jay. Yeah. Can you kind of um, walk through like, and it's changed recently. We've updated it. Our the AFFI Honor Guard policy as far as uh, the difference between a activation and a notification on what that kind of looks like. I don't have it in front of me. I, I can pull it up. I, no, I, I can too, okay. boss, but I think you <laughs> you would know that better. You're the one who said it. <laughs> uh, so You so, knew that question was coming today at some point, right? No, but no? but it makes sense right. now that he asks it, yeah. um, that it was coming. I Obviously, I was ill-prepared, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, if, if you die in the line of duty or if you go off on a, on a duty disability, and uh, pass within a year from the time you went off, uh, the guard is activated. Otherwise, you know, it may be a notification where, you know, they're, the local is doing something for that person, and we ask our people to please go there if you can. You know, an activation, we expect our people to go to. Right. So, so. I'm just going to throw out examples. Um, an individual that's 28 years old, been on the job five years, and is involved in a motorcycle accident and passes away off duty. That is out. If the local wants it and the family wants it, that is a notification. We would ask notifying the honor guard, the family and the local one. But that depends on the local too. Cause in my local, if he was, if I was on my, and I feel like you did this on purpose for me, even though it's, I've been on a little longer than five years. Cause you know, the motorcycle thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I was traveling to a training mm. within my department, our SODs say that that's a line of line duty because I'm traveling sure. in accordance with. But yeah, typically then th- that's a notification because most cities aren't going to call that a line of duty. Right, right. Because I know uh, frequently it happens when there is a line of duty or a notification. Some locals are irritated is the wrong word, mm-hmm. but they just they don't understand the right. what's the difference. And right. Quite frankly, and obviously I'm your biggest fan, anytime there's a notification, there's still a significant turnout for. Yeah. I agree. Uh, for our, our people yeah. turn out. And you know what's a real good example, too, is um, uh, Rock, Rock Island, Rock Island Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're uh, an IAFF local, 
but they weren't an AFFI right. local. Right. And so that's a notification, not an activation. Mm -hmm. And not not just because of the timing. He was also had gone off the job and, and all of that. But even if he had been on the job, that's still going to be a notification because this is a line of duty death benefit for AFFI members. Correct. And again, I, I don't know what the right word is. Some people's feelings get hurt that, you know, mm -hmm. they think, well, you did it for them. Why don't you do it for this? But we're doing it within the parameters right. that are established by the and we have to, executive we have to create something you know, sure. like a, right. sure. for consistency and well, no we doubt. did it for East, you know what I mean? Right. East, and there's EFB, always going to be somebody who's unhappy, right? We're firefighters. Right. Right. So, yeah, sure. you know, somebody's always going to be unhappy. And, you know, when when it was, okay, 10 months, this person's been retired, so we're not going to activate, we're going to notify, mm -hmm. we change it to a year, the person who was 13 months out is going to, you know, their right. local exactly. is going to be. So exactly. there, there's always yeah. going to be somebody who wonders why we didn't for them and we did for somebody else. But it's all within the parameters that are set forth by the AFFI executive board. And then uh, some of the stuff we do is also, if it's not directed by the the board, it's decided by our membership. You know, just like at a union meeting, anybody can present any resolution and then talk about it, beat it up, and then the members vote on it. There are some organizations out there, the the chiefs have, uh, you know, if level one, level two, level three. So it's whatever a department and a local are going to do. Um, but we don't go in and say, here's our checklist of all the things you should be doing. Our checklist is, what do you want us to help with? Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes they might need guidance. They need guidance. They, they'll sure. ask. Yeah. They'll say, yeah. well, what, what what are some of the things you yeah. do? And we can say, well, we do casket guard. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we can do a procession with colors and a band. Uh, we can do case on loading. We can load you up, up onto, say, an engine for a procession. Graveside, you know. We, so we can kind of suggest, well, this is some of the things that we've done. Mm -hmm. And they may say, I want all of it. Okay, now we're working with the family right. and the local to put all that together. Right. And, and we'll go in and, and help train the members of the local, too, so that the, the members are the ones doing it. It doesn't need to be that the guard comes in and do it. I would love to see that what we do is go and train people so that the, the members of the local can do it. But something like this a lot of times overwhelms those locals sure. that are smaller. Right. You know, I right. think back uh, – North Lake, I think it was when Herbie Milnes died. Mm -hmm. um, Jeff Frick was the, the president of the local at the time. And there was question as to whether or not it was going to be a line of duty because it was off death, uh, off line of duty because he was off duty mm -hmm. when he died. Um, and then they ended up saying, yeah, it was within 24 hours of a shift and it was cardiac. Oh, and yeah. so it was an activation. And Jeff sat in the meeting and said, look, the AFFI Honor Guard's taking the lead. They're going to tell us. And I told Jeff, I'm like, you tell us what you want. And he said, I don't know. Help us. Okay. You know, and so right. we did. Right. 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 So it, it's from yeah. zero to a hundred, yeah. whatever you want. We go in and do that. We don't go in and take over like, you know, some other organizations mm -hmm. may try to. And, and if you've attended a convention before, you've probably heard me say this, an honor guard convention. I had been the president maybe three months, and um, Dylan Cunningham in South Holland, uh, it was deemed a line of duty death, and so we went through the step. I'm like brand new, right? Mm -hmm. Been president for 90 days, probably in the middle of COVID, 
was it? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because the 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 walkthrough was very interesting because oh, yeah. the funeral home wouldn't allow all those people, and we actually moved Dylan out into the the driveway to do an outdoor walkthrough that that's night. Right. And it so, was beautiful. That's right. It, it was. I mean, it, it was good. waning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, COVID sure. before the first resurgence, right. but yeah, it was, right. it was still during that. Yeah. But I, I mean, I got a full, um, I guess, appreciation. Jay's like, do you want to come to this meeting? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. I've never been to one. And by meeting, the family requested, they want everything. And there were a number of, I'll call them stakeholders, mm-hmm. um, organizations that, and like everybody wants to help, right? I mean, it's a it's crisis. Mm-hmm. It's uh, um, something very, very tragic has happened. Um, and whether you're, you know, this organization or that organization, everybody wants to provide something. And so I walked in there with Jay and Tim Moss at the time, and there was a, I don't know, 30 people in this square, uh, around this square table. And everybody went around the room and it was just chaos is the wrong word. Not not completely organized. And this is not a knock on, on anyone from South Holland. I mean, they're still reeling, you know what I mean? The fire chiefs, like, I don't know what to do. Um, and Jay very calmly, because he'd done this before, just essentially suggested that this is what we're going to do. Um, and from the get go, just to repeat what he said, we're going to do whatever the family and the local want us to do. And we're more than happy to provide guidance. Um, but I think, just the AFFI honor guard because we've been around now since 1993, people kind of look to the AFFI like, okay, these guys know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was um, I, like comforting even for me, and I'm not even involved in it, right, to um, to listen to Jay just kind of describe the different things that were going to go on and how it could possibly be done, again, if the family wanted it that way. So um, – Obviously, it's a horrible situation, and I think to a family, they would obviously agree and acknowledge the fact that you guys make it better, even if it's just for that short little amount of time. Um, but and it's, it's impressive. Yeah. Right there is the point. Yeah. When they look back on this tragedy that they had, if we can offer that little bit of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a few moments. Yeah, of, just yeah, a few like moments. A few, of, and they're proud. Yes, right? exactly. It's a few, it's a yeah. few moments of honor, right? Yes. You know, yeah. which is what everybody, I think, that that gives their life in this is due. Mm-hmm. We should honor them. And it doesn't matter to me if it was that five-year person who was blown out of a building or somebody who did 25 years and, and some disease yeah. ate away from their body from the inside out. You you tell me which right. one's more noble. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, one way or another, somebody gave their life in the line of this, you yeah. know, that's what we can do. And you said, you know, we all want to do something, right? We're all mm-hmm. a bunch of doers. We're supposed to fix it. We're right. supposed to fix, right. it. fix it. We're right. supposed to fix it within the first eight minutes, right? You know, and that's I think where some of the you know, the the frustration of hurry up and let me know comes in. But this is what we can do. At a time when there's nothing you can do, this is what we can do is honor the person that made that sacrifice and show their family how proud we are of them and how honored we are to have stood next to them for the time that we stood together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And write that down. I might use that in a speech was, sometime. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was really good. Was I, there was a picture, word. and I probably should credit Tim Olk for – did I say his last name right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The It was during your convention. It was snowing. Yeah. And, I mean, oh. everybody was just covered in snow. But And we're out there – 
minus five degrees yeah irrelevant and mm-hmm. you guys have a motto whatever, whatever it takes, it takes. Yeah. whatever it takes yeah. yeah you know what there there were people coming back in um from the the brother and itasca's services that weekend coming in and just shaking off the snow and we're getting ready to go into dinner and the hotel was very nice they said you know what we understand that people are just getting back and i had people coming in and asking me do i have time to go up and take my long underwear off before dinner starts right and i'm like yeah you do you know the i'm telling you if there's if there's a a epitome of whatever it takes that a weekend. lot of the pictures that Timmy captured yeah. that weekend and, and what all of our members did, yeah. whether they were out there or not, because there were a lot of people that stayed back at the hotel to get things to going to, right, <laughs> that wanted to be out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, to me, that weekend, everybody did whatever it took. Mm-hmm. And then look no sure. further than, was it three weeks ago, where we had back-to-back day day. Yep. Two yeah. Days in a row. Wednesday, Thursday, well, Friday. And, that was, yeah, yeah. That would the the two local two deaths were Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But then Rock Island, which was a notification, right. was Monday, Tuesday. Right. So we had members that were mm-hmm. boots on the ground at funeral services Monday through Friday. Right. Yeah. Simply impressive. So just to recap a little more, um, guys want to get involved. The webpage is probably the best place to start. Local president. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, if they get some information off of there, go to their local president or any local Honor Guard members within there. Yep. Um, the registration packets and everything to get in the Guard usually come out like November. Yeah, yeah. First first or second week in November, the, the packets come out and new member packets are posted on the website. And they're also, the last I knew, still sent to every local president in the state. So if you want to get involved and you haven't seen that, you know, you could go on the website and look for it, or you can ask your local president, Hey, did you get that letter? You know? Um, but yeah, that comes out in the the first part of November. They're usually due back by the first part of January. And then our convention is usually uh, the, the end of January we've had at the beginning of February before, but um, it's right around that time. And that's kind of uh a tribute to those 69 that started in January back in 93. We've talked a lot about moving it. It's n- never a good time to be away from your family and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's always stayed around there as a, as a tribute to those original people who came out and, and dedicated themselves to this 30 years ago. And we're still trying to lock in the dates for sure. And it'll be in Peoria. Yeah, it's, it's Peoria this year. And we have uh, a soft hold on the hotel I was going to ask you probably off the air what you're doing to get that contract <laughs> negotiated. Um, but yeah, we, we've, we've got the dates at, at uh, you know, the back half of January, but don't want to put anything out just like the notifications. I was going to say something before the activations when, when president Devaney was in place mm-hmm. and I've talked with president Sullivan about this, we want the right information to go out once, right. You know, so that's why the information for convention isn't out. Just like that's sometimes the reason why there's a day or two delay mm-hmm. from what you're seeing online for an activation before we're actually putting our info out. And just so members know this, we've been working on this kind of a little bit back and forth for a while now. Yeah. Trying to, cause you know, originally we were going farther downstate. Right. And um, you know, with things right now, it's, it's not as easy to book uh, facilities and things uh, of that hospi- nature. Hospitality is definitely different than it was uh, pre-COVID. The whole industry has changed. Yeah, so more to come on uh, when convention will be. 
And uh, what else do you guys have for our listeners? Anything else you want to leave them with? Just uh, one other thing I want to remind. This is um, if you're already in the honor guard and you're on one local and you get hired by another local, um, how does that work? And I've had a couple of people ask. We had a situation last year. And basically, um, you can, it's going to depend on your local. I mean, in the end, with our local, you just have to wait. You have to be off probation. And then at that point, it's like you can go ahead and get on. Um, it looks like we may have another situation on my, my local with that. Um, so it's not like you're off the guard or anything, but you just have to contact your new local president, talk to them as to what their feelings are. And if he's okay with it or she's okay with it, then you basically switch patches. That's mm-hmm. really all it is. <laughs> so I know some guys have questions. Well, what if I get hired? I'm in the underground and I get hired by them. And it can be a little bit confusing. So, But like I said, my local, you just have to be off probation. That's good. Okay. Yeah, the only other thing I have is if you're interested in this and don't know what it is, uh, next week in Springfield is the – Illinois Fallen Firefighters Memorial and Medal of Honor Ceremony on May 9th at 10 a.m. It'll start at the Capitol Lawn if weather is permitting. If not, it'll start in the the Bank of Springfield Center at the same time, 10 o'clock. The day before it, we're doing a statewide training at the Bank of Springfield Center at 1 o'clock. So if you're interested and want to come down, you've never been to the memorial, come down and see that. You can also see what the guard is doing there. Uh, and, and, you know, see what the training looks like, see what it is we do, um, see the Celtic mist that night and, and the, you know, Floyd's thirst parlor or whoever it is, you know, but to, to see the family that is this guard, um, you know, I know people go different ways in the fire service, right? You got the technical rescue people, you got the hazmat people, you got all this, for whatever dysfunctional reason, the guard was the way that I went. And, and it's a family that, you know, is, I mean, literally I have family in the guard, but to, to see what this is, I've had a lot of people from brand new people in the guard to people who have been there over 20 years, talk about, um, the brotherhood still being there, you know, Mm -hmm. for when people are feeling like the, the brotherhood is being lost, it's still there in the guard. You know, so to come out and see what we do, you can see all of it in a two-day thing because you can be at a training Monday afternoon. You can see the camaraderie Monday night, and you can see what it is when we had that camaraderie Monday night, but we still go to work and do whatever it takes on Tuesday. And I, I think that's a great point, Jay, just about, I think, the fire service in general. There's a lot of ways to be involved. You could, you know, you named a few there. Even on the union side, you can get involved and end up, you know, I never thought I'd be doing some of the things I'm doing, you know, and Chuck could probably say the same, even you guys. Negotiating like, contracts, contracts with hotels. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, I we mean, used to do that. Uh, we used to try to handle that ourselves. And then one year <laughs> it didn't go so well for us. So that's why we had to get you guys involved. Oh, you should see, you should see the AFFI convention one. Oh, working bet, on right now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think that's the great thing. Cause you know, when you started both of you, I don't, you probably never thought you'd be in the honor guard or really didn't know much about it. And mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Cause there's, there's great opportunities. And I think, uh, you know, to be able to go different routes and paths in your careers mm-hmm. lead you to do great things. And yeah. I, I, agree. Always felt, I always felt that this was a great way to get involved in the union 
the FFI to network. I know guys all the way down in Metropolis, Mm -hmm. you know, guys all the way way up north and guys I never would have met. And you can network. And I know at our conventions, I could be talking to the biggest asshole on the department. Mm -hmm. Dude, I'm right here. I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) But you would never know it because we just don't talk about that stuff. We're there for the same reason. And like Mm -hmm. Jay said, it's a family and it's probably why we've been in it for so long. And, And I'll say... What you guys are doing is what makes the state association the greatest in the, you know, I mean, I, I won't say. Hotel that, contracts. No. Um, <laughs> Your support? No, the, the support. This union, I'm sorry. You know what? I mean, if I bleed honor guard, I bleed union too. Right. And, you know, this is a way that you can be involved in it because not everybody's going to be an elected of official. Right. Not right. everybody's going to sit, you know, I mean, committees are limited, right? Mm-hmm. This is the only committee. And I think that that's important to, to point out that this is a standing committee of the Correct. AFFI. Yep. This is the only committee that the president doesn't appoint you to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or, or whoever right. it is. It's, you know, so uh, as a way of getting involved with the part of our job that protects us and keeps us working up until we can't. Mm-hmm you know, what a great thing on top of being able to be there to honor somebody and their family who didn't make it their full career, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to, to be involved with this union is an honor to me. And I'm not just sucking up. Yeah, no. <laughs> well said. No, no, for sure. it's, it's good stuff. And I think uh, the guys and gals out there listening, it's good stuff for them to hear. And, and mm-hmm. hopefully they hear their stuff and want to get involved. Yep. Maybe we can get uh, Peoria up over, Naperville's numbers with this with this episode here. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Gotta you have, know, gotta have goals. Jay. Yeah, no, no. It, it, you know what? I I want a good convention where we bring in people, and it would be awesome to have one where we didn't have to figure out two line of duty uh, across it. <laughs> right, <laughs> but we did. You know, but we yeah, but that's the thing. That's you know, never never happened in thirty years, and yeah. then, right. you yeah. know, whatever it takes. Right? right, we talked about that. Right, you got it. Shop. All good. I just really appreciate you guys taking. I mean, I know you guys are busy as hell. Um, found your way to uh, the north side of Chicago. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. validate? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope my car's still there when I get there. Right. All right. No. Just thank you guys so much. I think it was educational, and um, we'll submit it to the IFF to see if we can't get first place. Yeah. This one's going in. We're doing this one now. <laughs> well, th- uh, thanks for having. Having yeah. us. Thanks for having yeah, me. No, I appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you guys taking the yeah, time. Thank you for the no opportunity. Problem. I think it's good to to get the word out because there's mm-hmm. some people just don't know. Yeah. yeah, and we we found this is a great avenue for people to get information, and mm-hmm. a lot of members are listening to it. Um, going over the history, of, the, yeah, going to work or yeah, going to, to work, from yeah. work. Not, not and, as many as Cal Fire though. Nope. Well, I don't know. See, I don't <laughs> think they know the numbers. Yeah, uh, they're making it up. Yeah. Well, I don't even know who's voting on it. I, I think this right. is a subjective vote. There needs to be some. Yeah, they got they, California's got some poll in D.C. I think so. Yeah. Well, they're a big state. They got a lot of people too. They, yeah, they're a big we, state. Yeah, but we have like sixty some thousand downloads and plays of the FFI podcast. I mean, we're doing pretty good. Um, I'll tell you what. One year I was, I was at Colorado Springs, and I was instructing on axes. These guys from Texas came up to me. This is going back to 2017, 2018. He said, I don't know what it is about you Illinois guys, but you guys always shine out here. Really? And it was a huge compliment. I mean, you know, these are guys that aren't from around mm-hmm. us, but they noticed the Illinois Honor Guard. And I'm like, well, thank you. We- Do you know if they said that to Cal Fire? 
They did not say it was Cal Four. There was a Cal Fire. Oh, but that was the Honor Guard. That wasn't a podcast, That's right? Right. Okay. Right, yeah. Okay. Good yeah. deal. Well, just make sure you look them guys up next time you see them. Say, hey, <laughs> right. vote for this. Vote for right. this. Right. Get right. get some votes. So right. no, but again, thank you guys. Uh, thank you to everybody listening, and uh, hopefully you find this beneficial. And maybe we'll have you guys back sooner or later and chat about some other subject. Sounds good. Thank you guys. Right, thank you. Thank see you. you.